Love it. How many uh, visitors do we have today? All right. Welcome. So glad you guys are here. Uh, just, uh, man, we're just, we just love uh, just our visitors, especially in the summer. And just so thankful that you all chose to worship with us this morning. Welcome. Uh, and just so you guys know, that for, for those of you who are visiting, we've been going through a series entitled, And He Said to Them. And he said to them, and basically we've been taking a look at the passages in Scripture where Jesus speaks to crowds uh, and taking out kind of some of those chunks of passages. And it's been, uh, been really fun. We've been looking at a lot of uh, Scripture and passages from Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it's all over the place, too, and it's some really, really cool stuff. And today we have got, uh, I'm going to be jumping into Mark. So if you've got your Bibles, open with us to Mark chapter 4. Verses 1 through 9. I apologize. We printed off the bulletins early this week, so we didn't get the scripture in the, in the bulletins, but it'll be on the screen too. So uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. And this is a parable of the sower. This is a beautiful, rich passage. Lots going on here. Let me read, uh, let me read the scripture that we got this morning, starting in verse 1. He began to teach again by the sea. And such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching, Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came up, came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after that, the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, withered away. And other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And other seeds fell into good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty and a hundredfold. And he was saying, He who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. Let me pray for our time this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your truth. We thank you for your word. Lord, and I just, pre- just ask that you would just prepare our hearts just to receive your word and your truth this morning, just in a radical new way. Lord, soften our hearts. Lord, we just want to see the abundance of your fruit many more times than we could ever ask or imagine, just working in our hearts and in our lives, in this community and in this church body, Lord. Father God, we love you. We thank you for for who you are, Lord, and all that you've done and are doing. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the parable of the sower. Good stuff, folks. But let me just uh, kind of start off the question before we get going here today. Kind of get you guys thinking. Um, anyone here ever experienced the pain of a relationship gone bad? <laughs> Anybody here ever experienced the pain of a relationship gone bad? I think we all have, haven't we? And again, you think about relationships and you think about um, you know, what happens when these relationships go bad. And you think about the conditions of the heart. And how these affect these relationships. You know, you think about lack of communication. You think about, you know, some of the stuff that's in the parable that we read today. Maybe a hardness of heart. Even how that leads to a lack of communication. 
um, how a crowded heart can be, become distracted and overwhelmed and distant uh, from one of these two people. And, um, you know, as I was kind of preparing the message and getting ready this week, and one of the things that really struck me um, is how our, our heart is connected to our ears and how we listen. Um, and maybe you guys have thought more about that in the past, but this is one of the things that just really struck me. You guys ever think about that? Like how our heart is affected to our ears and how we're listening. And again, I, I just think about um, when Noel and I, when we're not tracking, and it happens, we hit speed bumps or, you know, hiccups, um, and it's always my fault. And, uh, but how easily our hearts can become hardened with one another and how, how, man, it can happen like that, can it? Well, we can become distant from one another. My heart maybe can become occupied, can become crowded with something that's competing against that. And, uh, and again, how easily just the, the enemy can get a foothold in there uh, too and just kind of take hold of that too. And we've had, you know, some of you, it's been a busy year for us. Uh, and this is the cool thing too, is like actually this week, uh, I looked back in my journal, and this week was the week that we came to Crested Butte a year ago. And, uh, man, it's just been, it's been an awesome year. But there's a lot for us that's happened in that year. And we've had to move a handful of times, uh, three times. We had a baby in January, and we're building a house right now, which we're really excited about. So you could say there's a lot of things, you know, we got, and some of you have more things going on than that, but, and I'm not, but there's been a lot of things that have competing with my heart. And through those times, too, I've had to really be so intentional of my heart with my wife, and making sure that that's a priority. Because again, it is so amazing how, how quickly uh, things can change and how just the hardness of my heart or, or, or the, the overcrowdedness of a heart can become separate. And one of the things that I've learned, I've only been married 13 years, so a lot of you all have you know, a bit of experience before me, but um, you know, one of the things that I've learned in the 13 years I've been married is one of the things a woman wants. She wants the heart of her husband. And she wants a heart of her husband that is engaged, that is present, and that is in tune, and that listens. And not just with a head knowledge, not just in one ear and out the other, but as listening with their heart. In a, in a radical, almost a spiritual way that I can just, I know where Noel's at. Uh, I know where her heart's at too. Um, just one of the things I've, I've, uh, I've learned and I love this parable. Um, and again, you know, you think about um, just the, the Palestinian agriculture and the things that were going on at this time. And it's so it just it really resonated with these people's heart and these, these you know, what was going on here too. And, you know, it's a lot different today. I grew up in Kansas uh, in a very agricultural environment. And the combines, I, mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but the combines are basically guided by GPS now, where each row is planted with, with absolute precision. And the drills that plant these seeds are even alternated. So when these crops grow up, they have exposure to this maximum sunlight. It's pretty amazing. But the parable that Jesus was talking about today, again, really resonated with our hearts too. Uh, and again, just to kind of give a brief history of how some of this played out. You know, the sower of the seeds would walk through the field, and basically they'd have um, not, not anything like at all we have today, but just kind of have a, you know, their, their, kind of their skirt or their, their apron pulled up in the seeds, and they would just walk along these paths that were established in these fields, and they would just throw out the seeds. 
And again, you know, some of these seeds would fall um, kind of on this hard ground, uh, right where this path was trampled and it was hard. And they didn't even have a chance to get into the soil. Not even a brief moment, and they would come and they'd get snatched up. And some of the seeds would have, again, just the... the and again, today, um, these, these fields are just notorious for their thorns and their rocky soil, even today. And they would get choked up by the thorns and the rocky soil. And as we take a look at this today, um, folks, I just really want you to just to start thinking about and, and take the time to ask God, what is the state of my heart? And what is the state of my heart? And am I in a place where my heart is receptive to God's word and his truth? And we're going to take a look at all four of these examples in this passage. And I don't know about you guys, but I can pretty much identify with every single one of them. Uh, sometime in my life where I've had a hard heart, where I've had soil that um, just didn't want to receive something that should have been receiving. I love Proverbs 4.23. It says, Man, watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flows the springs of life. Watch over your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart. Folks, this is so important. And what is the condition of your heart? And again, we talk about the relationship with my wife and Noel and how hard, you know, at times that that, that can go and... Um, and go south really quick. And that truth of that, and, and the relationship, and, and how much more, you know, the truth of relationships here on earth and how our hearts are um, just even amplified more to our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And how important this is, and how true this is. And folks, to hear appropriately, we must live appropriately. Ecclesiastes 10.2 says, A wise man's heart directs him toward the right, but a foolish man man's heart directs him toward the left. And folks, there's really no neutrality here, too. We're either going one way or another, like towards God or, or maybe not towards God. And I just ask you today is where are you going? James 1.21 says, Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. And again, the parable here, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. And the word that he's talking about is just the beautiful truth of the gospel message. And folks, whether we've heard it a million times or whether we've heard it for the first time, I mean, this is something that just needs to resonate with our hearts. And hopefully this resonates with your hearts in a new way uh, each time you hear it. So I want to take a look at these each and every uh, group of, of soils that we're talking here first. And the first one we're going to talk about is the beside the road where the seeds fell and kind of the, the hard heart, if you will. Again, in the verses Jesus said, as he was sowing, some seeds fell beside the road and the birds came and ate it up. As he goes on to explain it later on in the passage, he says, these are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown and where they hear, but immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. And again, you can imagine these seeds as they were falling didn't even have a chance to penetrate into the ground and how quickly the birds came and just scooped this right up. And this is somebody that has a hard heart. And again, folks, too, we talked about the, 
the, the darkness. And, and, you know, John 10, 10 says, the enemy comes to kill, still, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and give it to the abundant, give it to the fullest. And some of you guys, you know, I don't know where you're at with this, but, um, you know, just the reality of, of you know, the, of Satan and just the evil in this world. But it's there. And, and he does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But the good news is that through Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, as the victory has been won, and we have the power to overcome this. You think about folks that have hard hearts. You think about um, how hard it is to have relationship with them right? How hard this is. And folks, when we have, when our hearts become hard, this is like rolling out a red carpet for the enemy just to come in and you might as well just be open in the front door and, uh, and have him, uh, again, come to kill, steal, and destroy. And we're setting ourselves up and it's a place where we can go and we can become isolated. Uh, we can become angry, uh, vulnerable, again, to, to uh, all of the darkness and the things that we just don't want. And only God can deliver uh, us from this. Last week, we talked about just really diving in and, and the prayer of Ephesians. For those of you who weren't here, we dive in. We dove into Ephesians 1, 15 through 20. And did anybody really take that home and just make that their prayer this week? For those of you who were with us last week. And the, the challenge was just to really pray that over you. Um, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That you may know the deep, radical uh, just experiential knowledge of Christ that he'll just resonate in your hearts. And if that's something, um, you know, that you, if you all might be feeling, if you have like, you feel like you have a hardness of heart, I just really challenge you just to pray that prayer over yourself uh, and just to let it rip. Again, I have testimony to that prayer, how that just changed our lives uh, just abundantly. And the next, we have the rocky soil. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Again, as Jesus goes on in the later verses to explain this to the disciples, he says, In a similar way, these are the ones whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. And then when affliction and persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. Again, folks, I just think about one of the verses that just comes to mind, too, is Matthew 15, 18. And again, I can, I can go back and probably identify some of the, the times in my life where I've, I've been there. But Matthew 15, 8 says, you know, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Basically talking about a people, too, when, you know, when, the, when these times and these trials happen, go off and say, you know what, I can handle this on my own. I think I got this. Lord, I don't need you. Um. <laughs> and folks, the depth of this relationship with the Lord must be cultivated. It must be deepened. And when these hard times come, these are the times where we've got to hold on the most and really reach in just to the love of God. 
And again, you know, and we've all had, you know, maybe these, these mountaintop emotional experiences and, and, you know, those can be good. Um, but there's just so much more we need to experience and just the richness and the depth and the love of Jesus. The next group of, the next type of soil uh, that he talks about are the thorns. He says, other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns came up and choked it and it yielded no crop. And again, as he goes on to explain this, he said, and the others are the ones whom the seed has sown among them, the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke, and choke the word. It becomes unfruitful. Folks, you guys ever experienced times where you just feel like you have um, other things competing for the attention of your heart and your life? Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now think about this and how easy it is um, just to lose sight of this too. And it can happen. I mean, the things in our lives that we just uh, can hold on to that just mean absolutely nothing, whether it's a vacation, whether it's a, a job, uh, a promotion, or something that's just not, um, man, just our, our, our attention is so distracted. Where the cares of the world come in and just take over our heart. I think about the rich young ruler. Again, who came up to Jesus and he says, you know, what do I have to do? And Jesus said, you know, just, you know, have you done, have you obeyed that, you know, basically laid out the Ten Commandments. And he's like, yeah, I've done that uh, since I was a young boy. And then looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, one thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. Folks, really take some time to reflect where your treasure is. Um, and again, as we, as we went through these, these, these series of sermons, Scott gave a great uh, message on this. And I, I encourage you in June, go back and, and check that out. But do you have a crowded heart? Is there anything that's competing with your heart? Because the reality is Jesus wants every square inch of your heart. And the things of this world can so easily just come in and distract and take away. And then there's the good soil. He says, other seeds fell into the good soil. And as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. And again, folks, you know, this was the only thing. I mean, everything about this parable was just so made sense to these people. Um, you know, the, the thorns and the rocky soil and the hard path. And this is the one thing that didn't make any sense at all uh, for them to have a, an abundance of that measure or a crop that yielded that much. I mean, for them back then, anything like maybe six, seven, I mean, and just a radical, amazing crop would probably be about eight, uh, you know, eight times anything that, that they had. Um, but 30, 60, or 100-fold. I mean, folks, this is supernatural. This is something that only God can do. And the good news is that he wants to do it. And Jesus is crying out for our ears to listen. He wants the attention of our heart. He wants our ears and our hearts to be softened to what he has to say. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. And folks, it's just my prayer this morning that we become true hearers of God's word. That our hearts are just radically opened to hear what he has to say. And we listen carefully and just let this, just let this message resonate through your hearts this week. And a few things I have for you guys as we start to kind of close this morning. Kind of some hearing aids, if you will. <laughs> uh, and things to kind of take home and think about. And just really take an honest evaluation of where your heart's at. You know, as you think about this parable uh, and the sower, like, where's your heart? Um, and kind of, take, kind of take a time out and spend some time with the Lord and ask Him. Uh, ask Him where your heart's at. And again, what are the things that you're allowing to come into your heart as you do that? What are the things that you're allowing to come into your heart, and what are those producing? And also, folks, when we re- just don't just read the Bible. Don't just keep it up here of any type of head knowledge. But let it go from, from an academic to the heart. And where you're taking the time to listen with your heart to what God has to say. And then again, like, what are you guys going to do with the message this morning? Uh, really just challenge you. And as we challenged you guys last week, too, out of Ephesians, um, just to pray that prayer over you. Um, another kind of bit of a homework to take home with you guys this week. Another one of my favorite prayers out of Ephesians. And it's Ephesians three sixteen through 19. And it says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled up to the fullness of God. Folks, take that prayer and just pray it over you. Pray it over your children this week as you go out. And then take some time just to evaluate your heart. Lord, where am I at? What's the, the soil and the condition of my heart towards you? Um, let me pray for us as we close. Heavenly Father, you are good. Lord, we just thank you for this morning. Lord, we again, we just thank you for your word and your truth. Lord, and I just pray that you would just help us be honest with our hearts towards you and towards one another. Lord, that you will soften our hearts to hear your word and hear your truth. And Lord, that you will produce a crop that is so fruitful, so more amazing and abundant, more than we could ever ask or imagine. Lord, that the eyes of our hearts will be enlightened and that we will know the hope of your calling, Father, and the deep richness and the wisdom and the revelation of you, the knowledge of you, the experiential knowledge of you, Lord. Father, you are so good. And that we will be strengthened with power through your spirit and our inner person, Lord. Father God, thank you. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, go have a wonderful Sunday. It was good to see you all.